Well, last week we started talking about being hungry for the Lord, and we're going to kind of take off in the same direction. Um, if you're being hungry, you're going to be filled. Amen. Amen? If you're hungry for the things of God, and you seek the things of God, you'll be filled. You'll be filled by God. Amen. Amen. And that's that. You know, uh, open your Bibles to uh, where we kind of started last week in. Uh, Psalm 107, verse 8 and 9. But, you know, there's, there's so many things that, you know, we, we think about hunger and we actually think we're hungry. But in America, we really don't get hungry that often. You know, we, even if we got to our hungriest, we're not really as hungry as you've seen people get. You know, you go into some other countries and you go two or three or four days without food or more. You know, I know uh, years ago, um, my brother-in-law, he was a school teacher in a small town just just uh, south of Branson. And uh, he uh, came to class one day, and this girl was just crying. This little girl, she's, I, think was, I think he was teaching third grade or fourth, I don't know what grade it was, but she was just crying and crying. And he stopped and he said, uh, he said what, what's wrong? And she said, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten in four days. And you don't think that would happen here, but but that's hunger right there, and 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 that's and glory to God. What he did was bought her food and bought her lunch. She had lunch the rest of the year, so you know. And you know, some people don't think those things happen in America. They're still here. You know, the the youth that and the and the kids that we worked with, they lived in some conditions that I didn't even know existed until I started working with it. So. And, I th- and I'm thankful that God put me in that, and I'm thankful He gave me a hunger to work with that. That that was an awesome time in my life, and I'm thankful for it. But what I'm thankful for is that every time He sent me out, He filled me up with everything I needed to go into the situation and the circumstance that I was going to be in. And and when we when we remain hungry for the things of God, and that that hunger is a craving. You know, it's kind of like like when you say it's supper time. And you know, in America, it's supper time, so you eat. You don't really know whether you're hungry or not, so you say, "What are we going to eat?" And you start mentioning, you start go, reeling through all the places that you like, right? Why? Because you can pick, right? And what you're going to pick is the thing you crave the very most. Amen. Amen? You know, you, you know, you go through. Well, you want fried chicken? Mm, that sounds good. Mexican food? Mm, that sounds good. And all of a sudden, you hit that one thing. Amen. You know, you, you don't you don't want to go to the grocery store hungry. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Now I'm not allowed to go to the grocery store hungry at all, and I'm barely allowed to go not hungry. <laughs> Amen. Because the cart just keeps getting stuff in it. I see something I might like later. And and I'm very close with some of the chefs that are available in the grocery store, Chef Boy R D and <laughs> What, that little snap guy from the Snap Crackle Pop? He's got the chef hat. He's a chef. Amen. So I like to eat from their food. Amen. And so I go down aisles and I just see things and I crave them. So I fill my cart with them. And, and you know, I may not want them right now, but what if I want them later? And, and, and those cravings will cause you to spend way more money and get a whole bunch of stuff, especially when I like when I come down here, I like to go to the grocery store. So I'll stop and I'll go, and I get things that I couldn't possibly eat by the time I leave. 
right? And I think Jason and Jeremy sometimes are thankful because I leave it for them. <laughs> and sometimes they say, I can't believe he eats this, so and they probably don't eat it. But, but you know, the, that craving is what God's looking for. That's, that's what He's looking for. You know, when you're hungry, He wants you to be hungry for Him. Amen? He wants that hunger in a direction. And, and he, he can't direct that hunger. You have to direct it. Amen? Amen? It says He will fill you, but you have to direct the hunger. You have to go the direction that, that to, towards God to be filled with what He's offering. He's offering good things. Amen? You know, that's why I'm so glad that every time I went out into the inner city with the kids and the, and the teenagers and I went to people's houses and hospitals, I was always full of whatever I needed for the situation. If, if you stay full of the things God offers you, you won't get away. And, and out, you know, you, did you ever see it in the book of Acts where it says, Peter, half full of the Spirit? Right? Right? Or Stephen, a partial full of faith. No. No. God, when God gives you, He fills you. You know, the verse that Craig did in the offering, how does he do it? He presses it down, shakes it together, running. I mean, he's going to make sure that everything that fits in there fits in there, and then it's still going to be running over. Amen? Because that's how he fills. Not feels, fills. I'm a little bit hillbilly, so you're going to have to stick with me. You guys are in the south, so you can hear, you can do it, right? Right? And so, but that's what he is filling us with. Amen? And, and, he, and He desires to put so much goodness in you. And it's not just good things, it's goodness. You won't lack for good things, but He's going to put in you goodness. Amen. Why? Because that's what you're going to minister. Yes. He ministers goodness to you, and you minister goodness to others. Amen? Amen. So He fills you. Go, go, go to our Scripture. Psalm one, What did I say? Psalm 107, verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 9. Verse, yeah, verse 9, thank you. For He satisfies. That means He fills to plenty. Satisfies means He, he fills to the top. In other words, you can't fit anymore. You can't have anymore. He's filling you to the top. The longing soul. That, that longing is the same word for crave. For the craving soul. The one that's looking for Him. The one that's, that's pressing in and pursuing because that's what they're hungry for. That's what they're craving. He says, what you're craving is what I'm going to give you. Amen? Amen? Amen. And, and as we push in the longing soul, and He fills the hungry soul, the hungry soul with goodness. Not, there's nothing bad about God. He's going to fill you with the things you need. He's going to fill you with the things you're going to need. He's going to fill you with the things you want. He's going to fill you with the things He desires for you to have. Amen? Amen? Did you know God desires for you to have things in you that you didn't even know about? And when He puts them in you, you may not even know until you need them. Just like that Bible study I was telling you about when, when my wife said my boss is having a Bible study and she says, you want to go? I'm like, well, we're broke. We better go because we... We're going to need your job tomorrow. Right? I think she was making more than me because I was in a broke company. So we, if, if the company went down, we needed her job at the very least. So I said, yeah, we better go on. And I didn't know what was in me until I got there. 
And when I got there, the goodness of God started coming out because I was in an atmosphere where they loved God, but they didn't know how good He was. Lots of, you can be in that atmosphere almost anywhere in this day and age because people have not experienced and they're not in, in faith that He is that good. You know, we have been, I'm not going to say spoiled because we're not spoiled, but we've been blessed to be under this ministry and under under where where we've come since 2002 and then before before either church was started and we've gotten to hear the goodness of God how how he wants you well how he wants you taken care of he'll prosper you he'll he'll heal you he'll take you out of the dunghill and place you with a family he loves us and we've heard that and people believe that he loves them but they don't believe in just how good he is and that's why we preach on it so much, because even as good as we think He is, He's so much better, Amen. we haven't even begun to see the goodness Amen. of God. Yes. If we'll just sit still for a minute, He'll keep filling us. He will fill us with so much goodness that you'll, you'll take off and Monday you'll run into a situation and you'll start speaking things you didn't even know. You'll love in a situation where you used to would have got mad. You'd have screamed. Right? You're on the highway and somebody's driving slow behind you and you start praying for them. That's right. Right? You, you don't say, hey, get a new license. What's wrong with you? Maybe they ought to check your license. No. You just say, Lord, help them. Lord, maybe their car's not working right. Maybe, maybe that's as fast as they can drive and be safe. That's what I've went to. They're just very safe drivers. Right? I go, I'll, Kim will be next to me and say, boy, they're really safe today. <laughs> right? And, and that, that's way better than what I could be saying. That's true. Why? Because God's putting His goodness in me and that goodness, it, it engulfs everything He is. He told Moses, when Moses said, I want to see your glory, He said, I'm going to show you my goodness. It's the same thing. And every good thing, it's it, it, goodness, the, one of the words for it is benefit. The, the benefits, the virtues of God. Every good thing that God is, we have. Amen? When, and we can be filled with more. Right? You, if, you, if, you, if you are judgy right now, say, say you're in a judgy, a judgy season. And Brother Moore's been talking about it, so we're getting out of the judgy season, right? right, right. Judgy, that's a word, right? Yeah, don't be judgy. But say you get in it, He'll fill you with mercy. He'll fill you with His mercy so that you will stop and look and say, wait a second, I'm not judging that situation. I'm going to love that in that situation. I'm going to help in that situation. I'm going to speak words. If I can't be a part of the situation, I'm going to speak words and pray over that situation. Amen? I'm not going to be a party to the fall of the person. Amen? Because he'll he'll fill us whatever with whatever we need, and, and everything he fills you with will be good. But but we have to watch going in hungry to the grocery store, right? You seek God, not everything else on the shelf, right? Well, I mean, we just we just read about the Ten Commandments, and he said, "Seek me." And the next thing you know, they're building a, they're they're building a cow, right? Right? They were hungry for something, but they bought the wrong thing. Amen? They got out on their own thinking the wrong. That's why Kim don't let me out in the grocery store by myself. Dave got out on his own. We got stuff we'll never eat. They got out on their own. 
And, and they, their hunger got them into a place because why? They didn't direct that hunger where it needed to go. Because if you, it's, well, just go to the next verse. Go to, go to uh, Matthew. Matthew 5. You guys doing good tonight? It's nice to see you guys. I see you on the screen. I don't get to see. I don't get to see y'all. Y'all got teeth too. Uh huh. That's a that's a trait of our family. We all have nice teeth, and we can smile with them. Right? That's what teeth are for. That see you're loving people when you smile at them. Thank you, Lord. Matthew five six says, "Blessed are they which do hunger." and thirst after righteousness. Now what's he saying? He's saying, blessed are they that do this. Not, it's not automatic. Right? The people have to decide what they're hungry for. And, and if, you, if you'll begin and, and do what it says in Psalm, taste and see. You get a taste of the goodness of God, you'll hunger and thirst for His righteousness. Right? Because His way of doing things is fun. His way of doing things is right. His way of doing things is just. You'll always have an answer in every situation and a direction to go all the time when you're following Him, when you're seeking after Him. We've got to seek Him right, with all our heart. And that's what they're saying. Blessed are those that seek hunger after, thirst after, Righteousness, because they'll be filled, and, and and that's what you're looking to do. You're looking to direct your hunger in such a way that that you that you find the filling place where you can be filled up, amen. Where you can be filled up with the things of God. You you could do, go a thousand different places. You know, when I started the business and and I started seeking not and I and I at that time I said I was seeking God, but I wasn't. I was seeking the things God had. Right. Right, I wanted I wanted the money, but I didn't want the rightness. Right? Because when you got money and rightness, you gotta do the right thing with the money. I wanted to do the wrong thing with the money or whatever I I won't say wrong. Well yeah, it's wrong because it's selfish. I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. Right? And I couldn't be trusted, so dad said no. <laughs> you know, if people sometimes wonder why they don't have more, check your check if you can be trusted or not. You know, there were things I let Ramsey go and do. And there were things that I had to wait till I could trust her to go and do. Well, we got a good father. And he will not let you lose your soul to gain the world. That's true. Amen? But, but, but if, we'll, if we'll press into him, if we'll press into the things of God, well, he'll begin to fill us with his goodness. He'll begin to fill us with the things we need and, and the abilities that we're going to require to do the things he's got for us to do. Amen. Your salvation was the beginning of your walk. When you confessed Jesus as Lord, that was the beginning. That was your first taste. And so many times people walk away from the table that day and they never taste again. They never crave that. They got everything they wanted in one day. And they'll never receive or experience the goodness of God in their life. Not just, and you know, so often we talk about goodness, people say, yeah, pour it on me, God. Well, what He's going to do is be ready because He's going to pour it on you so that you can pour it on. Amen? The goodness of God is, is everything that He is. In other words, he's, if He heals you, He puts healing in you. Amen. The same God that healed you 
put the healing ability, you, you pray and people will be healed. When He saves you, the message of salvation is now yours. Hallelujah. Amen? Amen? I mean, that's the first thing we should get excited about. Yes, sir. I mean, I know when we're singing that song today, to today I am forgiven. Glory to God. And, and, you know, when you get around that, you're going to be excited about the things of God. When you're in a store and somebody starts mentioning this is happening, this happens, you ought to meet my God. Why? Because He'll pour goodness on you and, and change your life from this moment forward. We've got to be more bold, but that's what goodness does. The goodness of God, when, you gets, when it gets in you, you'll become bold. Amen? You'll become bold. Why? Because your, your knowledge and your confidence and your love begin to work together and you begin to do things because you're full of something and, and, then, and somebody comes and squeezes you. Right? They, they, they give you that spiritual squeeze and, and it's a question or, or, a, or, or telling you their problem or just not, or being down. But you get around somebody down, they should not leave as down as they were when you got there. Amen. Why? Because you're full of God's goodness, and 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 you and you you should want to use that. It should be exciting to to walk in that goodness and to allow it to work in you and through you. And when they see what God's done for you, that He saved you, that He set you free, that He prospered you, He gave you stuff, and, and just because He loved you, and they see that good God. And that turns them to talk to you. Because it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's not the fear of God. Right? It's not It's not the fear of hell. Right? I got, I got saved. I remember I got saved in a revival when I was seven years old at a, at a denominational church. And the pastor, and I, and I think I heard another pastor preach it as many times, but they talked about a, a boy that was in a service and... And, he, and, he, and the Lord was pulling on his heart to get saved. And he, he just didn't do it. And after service on the drive home, there was an accident, and he died. And I'm seven years old, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things I don't know, but I know I don't want to go to hell. Right? But also... In that, God used it because I felt the pull of God to come down that day. And but it, but it wasn't enough to keep me. Why? Because it wasn't anything about His goodness. And so it didn't keep me. It didn't. Why? Because our our human minds are very forgetful, right? The 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 the, the further away from a, a an action you get, the less that action means. And the further I got from it the less it meant to me. As I grew, I grew away. Why? Because the fear went away. The fear went away. Plus, I was in a place that taught me no matter what, I was going to go to heaven anyway. (laughs) No matter how many bad choices I made, I was going to make it. Dangerous. That's right. Dangerous. And you know what? You can make, don't get me wrong, you can make bad choices along the way, but if you keep doing them, you'll get hungry for them. And as you get hungry for them, you'll crave that direction. Remember what it said in Romans about the people that since they didn't retain the knowledge of God, He gave them over to a reprobate mind. Right? And, and when He gave them over, now they're being filled. Look at that. Look what they got filled with when, when, he, when He turned them over. Instead of being filled with God's goodness, they were filled 
with all unrighteousness. That's Romans 1, 28-29. says they were filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness. They were filled full of envy. When you, when you start seeking the wrong thing, making the wrong choices, going the wrong direction, the, the devil will make sure you get filled. Right? You, you'll be filled with stuff that you didn't want to get into. But it's because they didn't retain the knowledge of God. They, they, didn't, they didn't even give God a thought. And people say, well, that would never happen to me. Yeah, it could. You're a people just like these people. You know, every, everybody in here has the people problem. You're one of them. Right? And as long as you're a people, you have the... That's why God wants to keep us filled. Because if, if you're filled with Him, you're not looking for something else. Why? Because there's nothing better. Once you, get, once you be filled with the Holy Spirit, once you be filled with the mercy of God, once you be filled with all righteousness, once you be filled to overflowing with the things of God, you don't desire, you don't crave after these other things. And, and, and then I'll tell you tonight, if you are craving after some things of this world, it's not uncommon. Don't, don't be condemned. Be filled. Amen. Be filled. Amen. Let Him fill you tonight. Yes. Fill in that hole <coughs> with something else. With the things of God. Amen. Don't, don't keep filling it with the bad decision. Don't keep honoring the crave. Honor the Word. Amen. Amen. They were filled with maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity. They were whisperers. They're full of all this stuff. What? Because they weren't full of God. You can't leave room. As I said, don't leave a place for the devil. You leave a place and he'll come in. He'll fill it up. Amen? He said they were whispers, and it goes on from there. They didn't have anything good happening. Amen? But, you know, that's the thing. People think, well, that just wouldn't happen. It happened to Ananias and Sapphira. Right? They were in the church. They were in the church, in the body of Christ. They were seeing miracles. Things were happening. But they didn't want to give the whole thing. They shouldn't have given anything. They'd have been fine. If they had given no, none of that offering, they'd have been fine. But the enemy filled their heart. Satan filled their heart to do this thing. That's what Peter asked me. He said, how could Satan fill your heart? And, and see, that's what we want to stay away from. If you're full of the things of God, those things don't get in. When, you, when we catch ourselves with a little bit of envy, a little bit of jealousy... Why, why, why do they let them do that? Why do they do that? I don't know why God doesn't do this for me. Well, right, you just answered your own question. Every time you ask a question like that, it is the answer to your question. That doesn't make any sense. Did I lose somebody? If you say, why doesn't God ever do that for me? You answered your own question. Your question is keeping Him from giving you the answer. People all the time say, I don't know why God hadn't healed me. Your question, just answer your question. Because you don't know why, that's not faith. Amen? You don't know why 
You're, you're, you're confused. You're filled with something else that's causing you to think a wrong direction. Amen? Look at, look at Isaiah. Isaiah. i got them in my notes now. My notes are messed up. Here we go. Isaiah 55. Thank you, Lord. He's helping us already. Thank you, Lord. The things we crave, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get them. If we crave the things of God, we're going to get the things of God. He'll fill you. He won't leave you half full. He never sent Peter or Paul or any... But, but they had to be where you could be filled. They had to be open to being filled. Amen? They had to believe God would fill them. Isaiah 55 verse 1 says, Ho, everyone that thirst, come to the waters. And, ha- the, and he that hath no money, come buy and eat. How do you buy and eat without no money? Go to God's table. Go to God's place. Amen? Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money on that which is not bread? The things that the world offers will not satisfy. They don't last. You know, I, would, I got in the habit years ago that when I got hungry in the afternoon, I'd just eat a Snickers. Why? Because Snickers always satisfies me. Right? You saw the commercial, right? Yeah. Well, it doesn't. It lasts about 30 minutes, and then you're actually hungrier and in less good shape than you were before you ate the Snickers because you got a sugar high going on, and you're not full at all. It doesn't satisfy. It doesn't satisfy. The things of this world, the, the worldly counterfeits for the things of God, the prosperity counterfeit, the health counterfeit, the salvation counterfeit, the God counterfeits, all those things that are out there, they will not satisfy. The, the, the gold cow would not have done anything for the children of Israel. You know why? Because it's a gold cow. It has no ability. Amen? And, and, and that's the thing. The things of this world, they're fading and fleeting. They don't, they don't have any virtue or power to them. They, ho- they have no holding power. The things God gives us and puts in us are eternal. When He fills you, He keeps filling you. If you'll stay where you can be filled, He'll just keep filling you and filling you and filling you and filling you. And, and, and the world doesn't have that to offer because their stuff goes away. What's, how many people... I'm not going to say that. We won't go there. But but there's so many things that you could do today with your money that would not be good. Your money wouldn't be good a year from now. Unless you heard from the Lord. Why? Because He fills you with His goodness. His goodness gives answers that nobody else has. You, you can make wise decisions on what you would do rather than follow the world's cravings. Because they're going with whatever's happening today. And they don't even know if it's going to be any good tomorrow. They just, you know, whatever, whichever the wind blow, way the wind blows, that's what I'm going to get up and go that direction. Let's try this. You know, if somebody says, let's try this with your money, no, it's not a good idea. Why? Because they don't even know. Right? Let's not try. God's got answers. Amen? I mean, how would you like to go into surgery and they say, we're going to try this. 
Right? We've got to cut your head open. We've never done this before. We're not certain if it'll work. Sign this paper because if you die, we just need to know that we can't get sued. You don't want stuff that's a trial and error. And that's what he's saying. Why are you buying bread that won't satisfy? Why are you eating things and, and bringing things into your life that won't produce? They're going to die out. They're going to be no good. The things I bring are, are good things. They're going, to, they're going to last and they're going to spread. Amen? Amen? They're going to begin here and they're going to keep going. They're going, to, they're going to begin in your heart and they're going to spread to other hearts. They're going to keep going. Because why? Because the things I'm giving you is goodness. And as the goodness goes in you, I'm going to give it pressed down, shaken together, running over. And it's going to run over and it's going to spill to somebody you're next to. Amen. Right? Sometimes, sometimes Alfredo gets so happy that when he's next to somebody, they get happy too. Why? Because that happy spills over. It's a godly happy. Godly happies don't go away. When, when you're trying the world to get you happy, if I just had enough money, I could be happy. You'd never be happy. Now, if you got God first, and then you had a bunch of money, you'd be real happy. Why? Because you'd be seeing all the things you could do. Your eyes are open. Your ears are open. Amen? It's, it, if you keep going with this verse, you know, it says... Where did we start? There we go, verse 2. Where do you spend money on that which is not bread and your labor for that which doesn't satisfy? In other words, you're working and you're working and you're getting nowhere. Why? Because the more you get, the less you're satisfied. Why? Because money and the things of this world, the business opportunities, you know, it's like people jumping from church to church. What are they looking for? <laughs> Well, seriously, did God tell you to be here? And can you make it through your your fit to stay where you're supposed to be? Amen. Amen. Or can you not love this church so much that you can be where God told you to go? Goes both ways. People miss God both directions. People say, "Well, I, you know, I just feel like I'm supposed to leave," and usually it's because they don't like something. Right, I've talked to a lot of people that have left the church, and they don't tell you what they don't like. They, no, I'm okay. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> yeah, but then I've I've talked to people that missed it and didn't go when they should have went, and they're the same way. You've, we we want to hear from God. We want we want we want to be filled with whatever we need to do with whatever we need to do. You can be filled with whatever you need to be here. You can be filled with whatever you need to go elsewhere. You, you can be filled with the goodness of God and it will direct you the places you're supposed to go. Many people should leave, should have left. Many people should have stayed. But who's going to ever know? Right? People say, well, won't bad things happen? Maybe not. The devil might help them out. Right? He helps out people doing the wrong thing. <laughs> he does. Eventually he won't. He hates you. He hates you, so eventually he won't. He says, why, why spend money for that which is not bread and labor for that which won't satisfy? Hearken diligently to me. What's he saying? Eat with your ears. Right? That's what he's saying. I want you to eat with your ears. Amen. If, we, if we eat with our ears, if we let God fill us through our eyes and through our ears. What, do you, what did he say about the, the people when, when, he, when Jesus was here? He said, he said, their ears are dull and their eyes are closed. 
Therefore, they can't understand with their heart. What's he saying? They, they can't eat. They have no way to take in my goodness. They have no way to hear the goodness of God. They have no way to see the goodness of God. Why? They've already chosen something else. It's like a little kid when they don't want to eat. No. Come on, it's good for you. No. Right? That's, isn't that what you That's what Ramsey did. You get the spoon right up to her mouth, you turn her head and you hit her in the chin. She had food all over her sometimes. Because I wasn't eating it. That was nasty. And that baby food, I don't know what they were thinking. You know what's weird though is if you give like a one-year-old just a taste of ice cream, they'll, they'll I'm like, what? It's ice cream. They've never had it before. They think it's nasty right then. Give them a year. Yeah. Give them a year. They'll, they'll see something better. Amen? But, but he's saying eat with your ears. Uh, and, well, just look at, uh, what is it, Matthew 13, 5, 5-ish? Maybe 4, maybe 4. Matthew 13, go to 4, see, see if that gets us where we want to go. I must have gotten all, I must have gotten it all wrong all the way along. Now that's not even where I want to be. Okay. Maybe it's in the teens. I got it here. Thank you, Lord. 15, there you go. 14. 14. I wrote it, I just couldn't read it. You couldn't read my writing either, so don't blame me. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why I write it, because unless I remember what I wrote, I've sat there and looked for hours. What was I trying to say here? I quit. I started making notes on the phone and on the computer. <clears throat> and in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, "By hearing you shall, you, by hearing you shall hear and shall not understand. By seeing you shall see, and and shall not perceive." Go to fifteen. For this people's heart is wax gross; their ears are dull, and their eyes are closed. Now he's not saying they can't see and they can't hear. He's saying they've got stuff in the way. And see, that's what the devil wants to fill you with. He wants to fill you up with things you shouldn't be doing, at places you shouldn't be doing them, in ways you shouldn't be doing them. Right? He, he wants to so busy your life that you never look or open your eyes or, or hear and open your heart so that you can understand and be healed. Amen? And, and this isn't just physical healing. This is, this is a position to do what God wants you to do. It, when you have your eyes closed and your ears closed, you're not in a position, you're, you're unwell. You are unwell. Why? You're, you're, you can't be any use to the kingdom of God. You can be no use to the kingdom of God because you're, you close your eyes, you shut them off. You shut, they shut Jesus off. They close their eyes to the very prophecy that would save their life. Right? Their ears were stopped up with words that didn't work anymore. But they refused in pride and rebelled against the very thing that would save them. And that's what happens with us when we allow the things, to, the things of the world to be what, what we try to get to satisfy us and to fill us. And, you know, uh, if I could just watch this TV program. You know, I don't want much, Lord, but if you could just let me have this one. I know it's, it's, it's not a good TV program, and I know I shouldn't put it in my eyes, and I, but I just really like it. What are you doing? You're filling yourself up with that. And, and, and if you crave it that much, that you would 
ask God if you could watch it, it's probably out of place. Right? I mean, it's probably in a position in your life that it shouldn't be. Because you want this more than you want Him. You want this in your life more than you want answers to the questions in your life. Because this won't bring answers. It will bring a moment of dullness so that you just don't feel anything. Mm. Right? Why? Because when you're watching it, you're like... And then when it's over, you're like, well, that was good. Was it? Was it good? Right? I mean, we're, if you knew what you were eating right then, like if somebody put a plate of brownies and didn't tell you it was in them, and there was all kinds of stuff that you wouldn't put in your mouth, but yet you ate them, and then you found out later what was in them, you'd be really irritated, wouldn't you? You, you might even be sick to your stomach. But see, that's what the devil's doing. He's trying to hide it. You know, He's got all these counterfeits. Think about the counterfeit love that's in the world right now. You hear it all, oh, I love you. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. Everybody, t- they don't, if, how can somebody who doesn't have God love? They, they only have the world's version of it. And the world's version of it, is, is not, it won't satisfy. Why? Because the minute it doesn't like what you did, it no longer will love you. That's, that's why divorce is so prevalent. That's why people's, people treating people bad is so common. Because it's too easy. It's, it's, and, and, and you get mean people. I mean, and then you get another divorce. Why? Because they're being mean. I mean, you literally get mean people. Why? Because if you're filled up with the things of this world, eventually you will get mean. You will not get nicer. The devil's not nice. He has nothing nice. And if it looks nice, it's not going to be nice. Right? It's, it's, it's an apple full of poison. And it's not going to work out. It's kind of like people say, you should eat broccoli, Dave. Just put chocolate on it. There's still going to be broccoli in the middle of there. Why ruin a perfectly good chocolate? You know how I eat broccoli? I swallow it whole. That's the way to do Just swallow it. Well, you don't have to taste it. Just swallow it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like broccoli. I tried. Somebody said, well, if you just try it. I did. And, I, and I'm not good at that. Don't get me wrong. I am not good at trying food that I don't like. Even if I, they said, well, you've never tried it. I'm like, I don't care. I don't like it. They'll say, how do you know you don't like it? You didn't try it. I said, I don't like the way it looks. I don't like what? I'm not, I don't have a craving for it at all. Right? Like, like when I see a lobster on a plate, it does not make me want to eat lobster. I get no craving. And I know people love lobster all the way And they say, oh, lobster and butter. and Like, no. It looks like a big fat crawdad that got into some machine where it made it giant. And now I'm going to eat it. And no. And I have eaten crawdads, but I was not lucid when I did. But but you know, but, but you know, be that be that way with the things of the world. But don't be that things of that way with the things of God. Trust Him. Trust that He's good, and that whatever He puts before you, taste it. Taste and see, because He's good. 
He won't lie to you. He won't, he, won't, he won't put something in front of you that's bad for you. He won't take you somewhere without the ability to be there. He, he, won't, he won't send you somewhere without all the equipment filling you with everything you need while you're there. You know, people all the time will call and say, you know, I got this trip and, and you know, I don't know if I'm going to have enough here, enough here. And say, you know what we need to do? Pray. Because God's sending you. If He's sending you where He guides, He provides. You will have more than enough. And, you know, you don't have to beg people. Trust God. If He's sending you there, you'll have the ability to be there. Amen. Everything you need and more. He'll fill you up to overflowing. And if it's not enough, He'll get you some more. Amen? He won't leave you hanging. Glory to God. Where were we at? Isaiah? Verse 3 says, Incline your ear and come unto Me. What's He saying? Eat with your ears. Where do you have to be the hungriest? With your ears and with your eyes. That's, that's, you know, that's where you get your cravings anyway until you taste something. Because... Once you taste it, then you can see it again. It's like somebody—I I was at a restaurant yesterday, and I wasn't gonna—I didn't want dessert, but man, they had a picture of a piece of chocolate cake, and I was full. Don't get me—I mean, I'd already eaten more than I should have. I was full, but when I saw that chocolate cake, I'm like, you know, I might be able to. What? Well, what are you saying? You—I'm eating with my ears and eyes now. My my stomach doesn't need a bit of it. But I can still crave it. We can be full and still crave the things of God because they're good. Amen. Way better than chocolate cake. Yeah, and chocolate cake's from heaven. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the things of God will satisfy you without fail. They will take you to a place. They'll bring you... You know, the, when, you can, when you can get excited... You know, when I was talking to Brother Moore about his trip, when you can get excited about going places that you know maybe you're not going to like everything to eat there, and it's not going to be the... You've been to some of these places. You know, you've been to some of these places. It's not going to be the greatest place in the world, but yet you're excited. Why? Because you crave what God's getting ready to do there. Amen. Amen. You're craving those salvations. You're craving those healings. You're craving after, and 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 your and your spirit is being filled with everything it needs as as you step forward and you begin to go the direction that God's got you going. And as He fills you up, you you get to this place where you can't not do what you were called to do there, because you're so full, you're about to pop. Thank you, Amen? Amen. And you begin to speak. I, I remember when I started those Bible studies uh, Tuesday night. I was so excited to go, well, and I'd worked all day. I didn't care. I was. I ran home, ate as fast as I could, and, and for me to, to discount eating, big deal. Trust me. But eating became second. Why? Because it's God. It's the things of God. These people haven't heard how good He is. i got to tell them. You can't imagine what I saw in the Word today while I wasn't selling something to somebody else and worrying about whether I'd have enough money to do anything. God gave me something new. And then that craving took me away from the cravings that I didn't need. 
and, and as, as, as we'll long for and, and thirst for and hunger for the things of God, He'll begin to fill you with things that will take you away and pull out things that you don't need anymore. Amen? He'll, he'll take away an unforgiveness that you had for years. It was a big stone taking up room in your soul. Unforgiveness takes up room in your soul. Unrighteousness. The, the things of this world, all they are is, is things that take up room. Why? Because the devil doesn't want you full of the goodness of God. He wants to corrupt it in some way. If he can find a way to corrupt what God puts in, then, then he's ruined it. Amen? It's kind of like you're carrying a, a plate of hamburgers and you drop them on the ground in the mud. They're all corrupted now. Now, I might still wash one off and eat it. I don't know. Well, you got the three-second rule? Right? Hey, let's pick it. That cheese looks okay. There's a little rock on there. Let's slip it off there. Huh? But, but that's what he's trying to do. If he can get you to do just something small. You know, the devil's subtle. He's not going to come at you and say, you know what, you should just go out to the bar tonight and do whatever you want and drive over the speed limit. and run. You, you should just do everything you want to do tonight. Because you're not going to do it. You're going to say, devil, you're stupid. Leave me alone. He's going to say, aren't you tired of listening to them? Let me just get you off a little bit. Aren't you just tired of hearing that? Who do they think they are? Right? And and they got you focused on one person and one problem. But that's what he's trying to do. What's he trying? He's trying to keep you. He's trying to put something else in there besides the goodness of God or with the goodness of God, so he can corrupt it. Bitter water. You know, if you have bitter water and sweet water, it doesn't make the bitter sweet. Sweet water can only exist in sweet water. If you put bitter in it, it's immediately bitter. If you put sweet in bitter water, it's bitter. You can't make bitter water sweet, but you can make sweet water bitter. Amen. Does that make sense? You can. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to take the sweet water and bitter it up a little bit. Let me throw something in there. That bit, I don't want him to taste it too much because I want him to go ahead and drink it. But I want to throw a little bitterness in there. And, and when he does that, then, 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 then what we're supposed to be filled with can no longer fill us because we've got this stuff in the way. And what we've got to do is we've got to commit ourselves. Commit ourselves to trusting Him and what He's got for us. Hardest thing people ever do. Why? Because you've got your own plan. Right? Yeah, it's good. I wanted to be this, God. I wanted to be that. If I could just go here, if I could just do this, if if we give in, um, I almost missed it one day and left this ministry years and years ago because the devil had talked me into I could be okay doing what I wanted to do, and why would God do this if I if I wasn't supposed to do it? And I mean, he the devil's a good liar. He's a good liar. I'm thankful for my leaders. Pulled me in and said, "Hey, you need to think about this." They didn't. They didn't make a choice for me, but they did say, "You got. You better think about this. You better think about what you're doing, because you're at an intersection, and there's only one right way to go." And I'm thankful also that I had become hungry for righteousness and thirsty. For the things of God. Because in my heart, I could never leave them. I could never leave them. 
When, when, when push comes to shove, if your hunger and your, and your thirst is always towards Him, you'll, you'll, you'll choose Him. You may make some bad choices along the way, but you'll come out of it. I, I don't know. I made some bad choices along the way, but I came out of it. Why? Because He's still more important than anything else I could do. He's still the most important thing in my life. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Where are we going now? Ephesians. Ephesians. I got so many notes, and we're not. I guess we may preach on this again someday. Ephesians three. This is this is what you're looking to do, and this is why Paul prayed this prayer. Ephesians three, starting what about verse seventeen, maybe. Go up one more verse. Yeah, he prays that God would grant, according to the riches of His glory, that we would be strengthened with might in our inner man. Now this, keep going with this verse, because this, there's a reason why He wants you to be strengthened in your inner man. Because you've got to be, you can't hold the fullness of God without a strong inner man. Right? He says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What's he saying? He said, I want to put you in a place. I'm praying that God take you to a place where He can pour everything He is into you. Glory to God. Literally, I was looking up the filled and the full on this, and and our filledness is full of Him. In other words, we are a receptacle that He wants empty. He wants it empty, and He wants it to be a strong receptacle. He wants it to be so strong that everything that He, every virtue, every benefit, every quality, every characteristic, every good thing that exists through Him, by Him, and in Him, He wants it in that container. And you and me are that container. And so our filledness, our filled, that's not, that's a new word, right? Is, is full of Him. Amen. So, so, so the reason we're, we're, we're open to being filled is because we want to be filled with Him. He's pouring Himself into you. And you're strengthened in your inner man. You know love. You, 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 you are rooted and grounded by faith in Jesus Christ. You're at a place where you're the perfect container to receive the fullness of everything that God is. And to receive that, you get it in such a way that now you can't. nothing else will fit. Nothing else will fit. Why? Because He gave you His fullness. He, he, he puts you in a position to receive His fullness so that He could give it to you. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. And when you hunger and thirst, you empty out everything else. You get rid of everything else. Nothing else matters. When I, when I finally yielded to the ministry, and, and I didn't, don't get me wrong, I didn't go into ministry. I was still working a job trying to figure out how to make the carpet store work, and I quit caring. What, you just wanted to fail? No, I quit caring about anything except God. Why? He wasn't first before. When he became first, nothing else mattered. And when he became first, all I wanted was him. All I wanted was that fullness. 
And the stronger my spirit man became, the stronger I, f- I knew about his love, the more experience I had of his goodness, then, then the more I was getting ready to have the fullness of God pulled in, put in me. The things of God. And people say, yeah, I, I want to get the fullness of God. I want to be healed. I want, I want. No, you want to be, have the characters. You want the characteristics of God. You want to act like God. Everywhere you walk, you want to see in love. You, it doesn't matter what the situation is. Your eyes only see in love. And they only see in faith. And they always have hope. And you hear what God has to say about the situation. You don't judge what your flesh has to say about it. And, and as He fills you with these things, you, you become untouchable to the devil. Because you're full of the fullness of God. And, and, and when, when, when you love in situations where other people aren't, Remember what he said about your enemy. He said, if your enemy's hungry, feed him. What are you going to give him? You're filled with all the goodness of God. Right? If your enemy thirsts, give him drink. What are you going to give him? You're only filled with the goodness of God. You've got nothing else to offer. What's he in, because the very next verse says what he says. He says, "Don't be overcome by evil, or don't over, yeah, don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." What's he saying? He's saying, "Be full of my goodness and operate in my virtue, operate in my benefits, operate as I would." Look at Romans 15, and we'll close. This is Paul signing off to the Romans. Romans 15:13. Romans 15:13 says, "Now the hope, the, the God of hope. May the God of hope, what's he want him to do? Paul's big on this being filled thing. Paul writes about it all the time. He wants you to be full, he wants you to be filled, he wants you to be filled to full, he wants you to be full to be filled. He wants you to be fulfilled. Amen. He's, he's big on it. Why? Amen. Because he knows that's what happened to him. On the road to Damascus, he was sh- struck off the donkey and he was filled. His life changed from that. He experienced something he had never experienced before and, and God whisked him away and, and took him, took his heart, which was a great heart. What? Because it was a heart that wouldn't quit. I mean, he was as strong against God as he was for him. And God said, I could use that. What? He said he's, he was fully full of this junk and he used it. Why don't I make him fully full of me and let him use that? Amen? And that's what he would say to us. Why don't you get fully full of me and watch what I can do? Watch what I can do when you're fully filled with me. And he said, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. And that word believing means in, in commitment and trust, in, in, in putting your life in, my, in, in God's hands. What's he saying? I want, I want the God of hope to fill you with peace and joy. In other words, you, no matter what He asks you to do, you know you can do it. And God asks you to do some stuff that you don't think you can do and don't want to do. And He's not shy about it. He'll ask you before you got the money to do it. And what he wants to know is, will you? Will you do it? Because he'll fill you with the hope. 
He's the God of hope. He'll fill you with the joy and the peace. He'll give you everything you need to do it. But you've got to say yes. You have to hunger and thirst. He can't hunger and thirst for you. You have to desire this more than anything else. More than anything. That's why he said, seek ye first. Put me above and before all things. Place me number one. It's the only place I can work out of. And when you let me work out of it, nothing else will matter. He said, I don't care how big your closet is. I don't care how big your pantry is. You can't put enough clothes in those closets. You can't put enough food in that pantry to give you peace and joy. But I can can fill you with my righteousness, my way of doing things. And, And you can commit and be bold in me and know that your pantry and your closet will always have exactly what you need every time you need it. Because He'll add it to us. Amen? Amen? He said, Be filled with joy and peace and believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. I myself also am persuaded of you, my brethren, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. What's he saying? He said, I'm, I'm completely convinced that you are at a place where you can grow, where God can take you to the next level, where you can help one another, where, where, where somebody doesn't have to sit there and watch you all the time because you're hungry, you're, you're being filled. You're being filled with all the things you need to, to, to walk in my love, to, to, answer, to answer nicely, to give to each other Whatever it takes to get us through to the next place. You know, people think that they, people people who want to instruct people are the last people who should instruct people. Right? Because every time Mrs. Moore says, "Hey, can you call and give them this instruction?" I'm like, "Ooh, you, did you want to?" Because <laughs> instructions not if somebody's not going to receive something, it's instruction. Why? Because pride would. T- I I can hear from God. Why is she telling me that? I didn't miss it. Well, your reaction there tells me probably you missed it. Right? But when, when you're filled with the fullness of God, when you're filled with, with the goodness of God, you answer right. You, you're able to instruct people in such a way they don't even know they were instructed. My mom was so good at that. She, she'd come to me and, and... I'll quit. It's 9 o'clock. But she would come to me... At, she'd, I'd get home and I, I was never late. Ever. Didn't matter what I was doing. I was never late coming home. I know that sounds weird because I was a horrible kid. But I never was late coming home. Why? Because I didn't want my mom to worry about me. She's a good mom. I was a stupid kid. She didn't do it wrong. She did it right. My choices are what led me away, not hers. Her choices are what led me back. Thank God. Her prayers at least. My choices led me back. Her choices didn't. Parents, your choices can't lead your kids back. I said that wrong, and I'm re- I'm, I'm I'm instructing myself now. Okay, but but she'd come. I'd come in drunk. Eleven thirty. She would purposely get out of bed, and she'd come sit and talk to me for hours. <laughs> hours about the goodness of God, about how much He loved me. Talk to me about his plan for me. And of course, I know none of you have ever drank, but you know you're pretty pliable when you drink. Sure, Mom. Yeah. 
<laughs> she was getting it in me. She, she refused to let me go. She refused to let... And see, we can do that for one another. When, not, not in drinking, because we're not going to do that. But when you're discouraged, you don't need somebody to jump all over you. You need somebody to put a hand on your back and say, hey, it's going to be okay. And start reminding each other of the goodness of God, how He got you out of this place, how He took you to this place, how He used you for this, how, how He loved you in this situation, how even though when we weren't doing it right, He still raised us up yes. and gave us a place. Thank you, Lord. And we remind people of that. And we love one another. And we're filled with that ability. He said, I'm convinced that you're full of goodness. And that's why you're able to do these things. When we allow God to fill us, with His goodness. Our abilities in Him are infinite. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you.